Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Welcome Radio. to Camp Radio, Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. I'm Kevin Pearson. I'll be your host. We will continue our, our series on pastoral health, and Joe Sara from the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board is with us uh, with his 37 years of pastoral ministry uh, work under his belt. Just wanted to just continue what we had talked about during our last podcast. Uh, Joe, let's talk about, kind of recap what we talked about last time. Great, Kevin. Uh, it's great to be back today. Uh, last time we talked about understanding your priorities, keeping those priorities correct, you know, from the very start. We talked about keeping date nights with your spouse. And uh, even with those date nights, talking about turning off the telephone, setting that thing aside instead of being uh, instead of looking at that phone, putting that phone aside and spending that time with undivided attention with our spouse. Okay, so the next thing, which is critically important, is uh, keeping those dates with your kids, especially in our world we live in, uh, that our kids are, uh, are have these such demanding schedules and with baseball and all kinds of sports, band, you name it, uh, but uh, actually spending time with them, letting them know that we care, right? It really is. I think it's so important. We have our we have our children for just a short season, just sort of a window, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, as an old man now, I'm starting to I'm understanding that even better. Yeah. That I've you know I just had so many years, but uh, but fortunately understood that and understood that uh, that each of my children. I only had two children, and uh, you know if you have more children than that, then obviously it just multiplies it. But to give each of them individual time, obviously we do things together making memories together, doing things together. But also our children need individual time from their dads. Sons need that time with their dad. Daughters need that time with their dad. So what I tried to do is I tried to find things that my kids were interested in. For instance, I know my son was so interested in sports and and admittedly, yeah, admittedly that came because his dad might have been interested in sports, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, we intentionally spent time together around sports. Yeah. Uh, and intentionally going to going to different baseball stadiums. He and I would take trips together, just the two of us, to mm-hmm. go to baseball stadiums to see baseball, to spend spend time together. We'd have and on those kind of trips, we would have those kind of father-son discussions that are so vital and so needed. To, but for me, I would take some of those dates and I would uh, put them on my calendar and uh, block them off. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, you won't you won't have those times. But, you know, you have to block off time and you block off the times with your kids. And you want to go do things that your kids are interested in. What is it that they enjoy? Not so much of what you enjoy. Matter of fact, it's not about you. It's about mm-hmm. them. And it's about investing in them. And finding things that they enjoy doing. And so for me, it was really important that not only do I spend quality time with my wife, but also spend time, quality time with my family. But all in addition to that, spending quality time individually with my kids. Mm -hmm. And so scheduling those kind of times and spending those kind of spending priority time with my children. Now, as I think about that, I think about growing up in a family of a pastor's family as a as a PK myself, growing up in that family, so often there were calls that would come in 
and uh, where my dad would have to drop everything and we'd have to run off and go do the kind of things that, that pastors have to do, you know, a death situation, a hospitalization, whatever, those kind of things. And it, it just felt like that uh, every time that we would have something scheduled with our family, it felt like that my dad would be off and going. And one of the things with my kids I really wanted to try to make sure is that that, that if we had something scheduled, that we were going to pull it off. Yeah. And I found out that most of my families and most of those kind of things that I felt like that, boy, they call and I've got to be there. You know what? Most of those things would still be there mm-hmm. after I've, after I've spent that time with my kids, after I've done that, after I've been with them, as opposed to dropping them mm-hmm. instead of that really spending time with them. And even with that, when I think about growing up, my dad was one of these multitaskers. I didn't know it was multitasking, but he was a multitasker. And we would, anytime we would start to go off someplace, even if we'd go off on vacation, we would start to go to, and for us, we grew up, uh, I grew up down uh, in the McMinn County area, and we would take off in the car and go see the Atlanta Braves, see Hank Aaron play baseball. Right. And we would start to go to Atlanta to see the Braves. And my, again, my dad was that kind of guy, pour into his life of his children but with it. Before we could get out of, before we get out of the state of Tennessee, we'd have to go through Chattanooga. It felt like every time. And we would stop in there, we'd have to visit a hospital. And it just drove us all a little bit crazy. And I used to, <laughs> so I made that commitment. I said, you know, if I'm going to be with my kids, I'm really going to be with them. Right. Now, the flip side is, is one of the things that I also learned from that is it's okay to take your kids and do ministry with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. It's okay to introduce to them ministry. One of the great things that my dad did for me was uh, all of my life, I've been making hospital visits. All my life, I've been making nursing home visits, homebound visits. And so as a, uh, you know, when I, when you grow up into it, and then when you're called into it, then it's not one of those kind of things where it's, how do you do this? You, it sort of just comes naturally because that's what you've seen and you've seen it modeled for you. So it's a good thing. And I used to take, uh, even as a small little, small little boy, I took my son to, to do homebound visits with me and nursing home visits. And I used to visit a lady, her name was Edna Whitson up in Elizabethan and Edna Whitson, uh, never forget. She had her birthday and she turned a hundred years old and going to see her. And, uh, but if I would go see Edna Whitson without my son, Edna would sort of soul up and she didn't want to talk to me Hmm. because she wanted to see my son. (laughs) She wanted to see him more. She see him more. She wanted to see me and I get it, you know, but uh, there is a value in that. There's a value in taking your kids with you and doing ministry. Hmm. But in addition, making sure that you're doing things with them. I think they, they understand uh, the ministry uh, more so because uh, they see how you interact yeah. and see how you're doing ministry, how you are, are uh, sharing Christ. And they, they, it, it's like a light bulb. They, they connect it. What, what ministry is really all about? You know, I see that, you know, I'm fortunate with the ministry I'm involved with in the camp that the uh, my girls can be involved in uh, what what I do at times, and they'll come over while we have different camps and actually be involved in certain camps uh, or do some kind of volunteering and helping different things. And I've even had them uh, go and I have uh, meetings occasionally, Ooh, and and yeah. they get an understanding of what their dad does. Yeah, and so I think that they appreciate that more so. Uh, I think if if they looked at it differently, if it, if it was something that was in selfish means of, of me taking my time away, 
they may become more resentful, but they don't when they realize that what what I do is pointing to the Lord, which is the most important. And that's that thing that I'm trying to teach them about their relationship with God, how that is such a part of your life. So there's a lot that goes in with build to do ministry, let your kids be a part of that ministry. But of course, also having that special time away too. So it's not constantly ministry, minister, ministry. I'm going to bring you along while I do this right, all the time. But right. You have that special time. All of that is so essential because, you know, we live in a day and a time where so many ministry families, uh, when when the children get up to, to the point of being independent and on their own, mm-hmm. uh, well, we hear case after case of those ministry kids leaving ministry and they used to you know, they'd leave the church and those kind of things used to just break my heart it still breaks my heart and i was so concerned that my kids i want my kids to love the lord i want them to love the love the church and serving the church and that was important to me and so i, I wanted to show them priority spending that time with them i wanted to introduce to them to ministry kind of things. And so, you know, for that, you know, I've heard it said that ministry uh, a lot of times is more caught than taught. Well, yeah. and that's sort of what happened to me as I watched my dad. I just sort of caught on. Just, just it became, became natural. And now to watch my kids and I watch them as they're involved in their churches right. and very involved in ministry. And I watch them and they're doing the same kind of things. They're not, they're not pastoring as such, but the, I see that in their lives right. and uh, how important that is. Right. Well, and and we were talking about date times with with my girls. We don't <clears throat> we'll we'll have we call date nights with my daughter, and so it might it might not be a day at night. It may be during yeah. the day. Yeah. I know with my youngest, uh, we go off out and hit golf balls. We will go to the driving range. She's oh, she's got good. an interest in doing golf. Now I will tell you that I am a terrible golfer. Let me tell you this. She starts, she got on the golf team, She and she said, Dad, can you take me out and show me how to play? I said, I am not showing you anything because I will tell you the <laughs> wrong thing, and I want you to learn from somebody who actually knows. Right. So I said, after you've uh, gone through your first part, let them give you some techniques. Then we'll go together, so you, I will not mess you up. If anything, you'll help me. But there's a special time. She loves it that I go out and hit golf balls. It's not my most favorite thing, but what's my most favorite thing is spending time with her yeah. hitting golf balls. Yeah, it reminds me. My, my daughter, her thing was riding horses. She was a horse rider. Yeah. So uh, needless to say, riding a horse for me just does nothing but make me bow-legged. <laughs> that, kills, <laughs> that kills me. But, uh, but I was willing to pay for her lessons, and I was – more than happy to go watch her ride, right? As long as I didn't have to right. ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's important. But putting uh, our kids having those date times, but yeah. also putting family first, right? Mm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, you know, and so one of the things I would say is that you know, when it comes to our kids, nothing substitutes for our presence. Mm. You know, we've got to be there. We've got to be present. And when I say present, I mean not only just physically present. We've also got to be locked in and really there, you know, yeah. uh, listening to our kids and with them, you know, spending that quality time with them, uh, hearing their hearts, uh, hearing their hearing the things that they're worried about, hearing, boy, what a time it is right now to really be locked in and listening to our kids mm-hmm. and uh, spending that kind of time. So nothing will substitute for your presence with your kids. I think it's so important you said uh, that uh, not just your presence, no. that but that you're actually 
engaged with them. Right. You know, I had a friend in ministry that uh, he did most of his work in his house. He was always there. His kids were always there. He was always with them, but he was so disconnected. He mm. was not with them. Yeah. He, they, he was just there physically. And, yeah. and so you had to be engaged with them. Absolutely. Yes. And also with that is that, you know, when we, when we're a time when we're uh, in presence of uh, our family, spending time with them, we deal with so many things at church. We don't need to take those troubles home with us, do we? Oh, absolutely not. You know, um, one of the things that's, that's so difficult because it is who we are so much as ministers. I mean, ministry, it just consumes us. And if we're not, if we're not careful, uh, we'll find ourselves talking about all the things that ministry with our families. Now it's important to share things, but there are some things that we don't need to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if we can, if we can, if we can shield our family, uh, for our kids, we tried our best uh, to shield our children from conflict within the church. We just didn't feel like that's what they need to hear about. I didn't want them to, uh, I didn't want them scarred by that. I didn't want them looking down on people mm-hmm. in the church. I wanted them loving every person in our church. I never wanted to speak, uh, you know, about somebody, about them being critical toward me so that it would plant something in their hearts where they would ha- have something against them. So we refused to do that. But in addition to that, even for myself with my wife, there were things she don't need to know mm-hmm. all the critical comments that you hear. You don't, she don't need to carry that. You know, you don't need to unload on her. She she doesn't need to hear it because where does she take it? Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you need that. Uh, we were, we've said in, in, in previous conversations, we've talked about having relationships with other pastors, with mm-hmm. mentors, with uh, denominational uh, DOMs, things like that. Fine. Tell them about those kind of things because they've also heard them about themselves. And so they can identify with that. And that's a great place to unload mm-hmm. with a, with a friend, with a fellow pastor. But we don't need to go and unload it all on our wives just because somebody said that was uh, maybe not your best sermon today, Pastor. Your wife didn't need to hear that. Right. Or somebody, uh, you know, has those kind of comments. She doesn't need to hear that. So one of the things that we, in, in order to build a, a happy family, a sick, strong family in a glass house, we sometimes need to go. We need to be a guard. We need to guard our families from some things. And one of the things that we need to, to the best of our ability, to guard about conflict and about problems. You know, um, from all of my life, you know, if my dad ever had anybody say a critical word about him, and I know he did, mm-hmm. but I never heard it. He never brought it home. We never talked about those things. We never, ever heard it. So for me, when I think about the church that I grew up in, Calhoun First Baptist Church, I think nothing but the finest. Nothing but those are the greatest people ever walk on the face of the earth because I never heard a single negative comment. That's yeah. the way I feel about them. Yeah. But my dad kept that. Yeah. And whatever was said, he didn't bring it. My mom didn't bring it. I don't know what he told her. Mm-hmm. But that's I think there's a model there for us. And we want that for our kids. We want our kids seeing the best in their churches, especially if you want them to continue in the church. Right. If you go planting all this negative negativity about the church into the life of your children, about members of the church and about this one and that one, mm-hmm. friend, what do you think is going to happen? Then when they get to the place, they're going to say, I don't want to be a part of that. Right. So for me, it was very, very important not to, not to take all that stuff home and Hey, I had my share of critics and deservingly. So yeah. I messed up enough to fill up a boat. <laughs> and so I get it. I get it. And I deserve, I deserve the criticism I got in more, but I didn't need to take it home. Yeah. So I had to guard my family. Well, Joe, thank you for uh, talking to us today on this issue of of just uh, 
building a, a strong family in a glass house, you know, we all face this and, and, and we, we need to, to uh, look at these eight principles that you share with us, not only this, this podcast, but from our last one t- uh, as well. I, I encourage you, if you've, if you've tuned into this podcast, go back one and listen to the beginning of this, this series uh, and to, to, to see what you can glean to help encourage you. Uh, i also like to thank you for listening uh, to our podcast. If you have any uh, questions for Joe or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at uh, ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Uh, also, if you're tuning in on iTunes or Google Play, please leave a comment or subscribe. Uh, we love to hear from you and love to hear your comments. And if you have a pastor who is struggling, share this podcast with them. I'm, I'm, and we pray that it will encourage them as well. Uh, until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to share Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.